The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. I am so glad you could join me. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I would like to tell you that you can connect with me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter as well as LinkedIn, and uh, you can find me on YouTube and my webpage, uh, thehealingwhisper.com. And just a reminder, you can always email me at any time of the day. And uh, I may not answer it if it's like at 2 o'clock in the morning, but uh, I will answer your emails. And you can email me during the show and uh, with your questions, and I'll be happy to answer them. Today, we will be talking about belief, and not just belief in the uh, spiritual terms, but belief in how it affects our bodies in the actual physical term. I will be basically doing a book review, as it were, on the book Biology of Belief, and the book is by Dr. Bruce Lipton, and the interesting thing about this book is he connects the spiritual with the physical and how our belief actually affects our bodies, and so folks, geek out with me this hour and uh, enjoy learning about how belief will affect our bodies. Before I get into that, however, I do need to put this disclaimer out there that the show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly my opinion, that of Dr. Marianne Chase, and always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you might have. So, what is belief? It's a very difficult thing to to define. However, when you look at belief, it is a dogma, something that we set out there as true. So if you would go back to the 16th century, there was a belief that the sun rotated around the earth. 
There was also a belief that the earth was flat. And that is what people decided was true. And when others came up with the notion that the earth might be going around the sun instead of the sun around the earth, or the notion that the earth may be round rather than flat, those individuals, Copernicus, had a lot of difficulty with having it understood that this might be a different way to think. There was a physician that decided that there were small things that we couldn't see that might be causing disease. This gentleman uh, by the name of Coach, I probably am mispronouncing the name, it's K-O-C-H. He was a German man and uh, he decided that maybe washing his hands before delivering babies would be helpful. And he started having an increased survival rate. In any case, I could I could dwell on this story. That was the theory of germs. And he was vilified by his community. Actually, the physicians that uh, told him he was crazy just drummed him out of the um, physician community. We know that as truth, that there are these microscopic organisms that can cause infections. So we are all the time having our beliefs challenged. And so what this show is intended to do is to challenge some beliefs that you might be having about not only yourself, but your body. And that belief in yourself can start with the belief that your genes control everything. And this was the thought In 1954, I believe it was when the DNA was discovered. And then later on, they discovered that DNA uh, actually was in a helix, a double helix. And if you're familiar with biology, that is a belief that the gene, the DNA in our bodies controls everything. And thus... The scientific community started holding on to this belief that the gene controls everything. So the scientific community started out into a project called the Human Genome Project. You may have heard of that. And what that project was was to determine What gene caused what disease? They just totally denied that there would be something else 
in our human bodies that could cause disease. So they started out on this project. And they have only discovered only 2% of diseases can actually be nailed down to a gene. One of those diseases, they know they can connect a specific gene to is Huntington's disease. I won't even get into the disease, but just think of this. 2% of diseases were all they could connect to a single gene. They have found lots of combinations of genes to cause a disease, but not a single combination that can cause a disease. And as researchers went on, they were really puzzled because they found that the number of genes in a rat or a mouse was about the same number of genes in a human. And it just really puzzled these scientists that how could a human, this complicated person, not have as many genes as or have as many genes as a mouse. And thus, the launch of the epigenetics. Now, epigenetics is another word for just what affects the genes. What everything around the genes, what affects it? And it has to be something else that changes the gene or genes to express a disease. Because now they know that a gene can sit there in that nucleus of your cell. Excuse me. That gene can sit in the nucleus of your cell and never do a thing until it is activated. Then the question came about, what activates that gene? That's the study of epigenetics. What activates the genes? Well, as time has gone, the study of what activates genes it comes down to different proteins. And what makes the proteins? The th- proteins are made all sorts of places in the cell. And if you're not familiar with what a cell looks like, it, it, very simply put, a cell, you could take a circle and put a circle within the circle and all sorts of little items inside the cell that help the cell operate. They have all sorts of different names. 
But the circle inside the circle is called the nucleus. They used to think the nucleus was the brain because the nucleus is where the DNA lives. And so all of these different proteins are made inside the cell where all these other little things are, and they are called organelles. Because did you know that a single cell can operate in and of and by itself? That's what bacterias are. They are a single cell. They operate in and of themselves. A cell can do all sorts of things. It can even reproduce. If a cell stops reproducing, then it is dead. And so all these proteins are manufactured inside the cell, which are sent into the nucleus to change the DNA. And they change the DNA in the cell so that they will know what to do when it comes time to divide or reproduce. And scientists thought, okay, this is interesting. Why does this happen? So the nucleus, the center of that cell, must be the brain. They took out that nucleus, and the cell continued to live. We as humans cannot live without our brain. Everything eventually shuts down. But a cell can live and continue to function without its nucleus. So we know that the nucleus is not the brain. The only thing the cell cannot do is divide or reproduce. And eventually, it runs out of energy and it dies. So, (laughs) on that note, it's time for a break. Don't go away. We'll geek out some more when I come back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Fitness is important to keep your body in tip-top shape now and aging gracefully for the future. The Fitness Momentum Show with Coach Michael Merlino is designed to be your guide to fitness and running, whether you're a beginner or ready to run your next marathon. By paying attention to and following the tips offered by Michael and his guests, you'll be able to essentially be your own trainer. Get the most out of your fitness regimen and tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, and uh, if you are just joining me, we are geeking out about the cell and the cell's effect or (laughs) our beliefs effect on the cells. Now, I haven't really gotten into belief yet, but uh, stick with me, and we'll get into that. Now, just before the break, I talked about how removing the nucleus of the cell and the which contains the DNA, actually does not kill the cell. And so this really changed the belief of the community of cell biologists to think that, well, what if the nucleus, that center thing in the cell that contains our DNA, is not the brain, what then is the brain? And just very simply to go around it, the part of the cell that circles the cell is it's kind of like our skin it is called the cell membrane and the cell membrane has protein receptors in it that read the energy of the molecules it used to be thought that all of these receptors on the cell just read the shape of the proteins that uh, went through that cell membrane. But no, it reads the energy. And when a certain protein comes on along with a certain energy um, signature, (laughs) I lost the word there a minute, When that protein comes along with the energy signature, the cell membrane has like these little antenna that are sitting up there that it is manufactured that read the energy and pulls that protein molecule through that cell membrane and into what we call the cytoplasm. So, What this says is the DNA does not control the operations of the cell. The membrane does. Now, why is this so important? Folks, remember that we are a collection of cells. Every organ in our body, every system, everything is a collection of cells. 
And all of these cells do the same thing. They live, they divide, they reproduce. They are us. And now we know the DNA does not control those operations. That the cell membrane is actually, get this, here's here's a new belief for you. The cell membrane acts like a computer chip because both are programmable. And what I mean by that is the immune system. Each cell has its own little immune system. You get a virus that comes along. Let's just say a measles virus. That virus has a specific energy signature. The cell recognizes that measles virus as something, that energy signal we've never seen before. Is this a good energy or a bad energy? The cell doesn't determine good versus bad energy but it does make something to recognize that measles virus and when that measles virus actually is brought into the cell then the cell can recognize this as good and bad and so it tells those little receptors bad thing kill and that's when the immune system goes after the measles virus and kills it It has been programmed by energy. We have the ability to edit data that we enter into our computers as well as the data that we enter into our biocomputers. That biocomputer is us. That collection of cells that can read energy which brings us around to energy I have stated this several times that everything is energy all healing is energy because that cell read the energy of the measles virus in order to heal its collection of cells from that virus. All energy now has left the realm of regular physics the physics that is known as Newtonian physics. If you're familiar with the name, Newton, he's the fellow that, uh, well, stories say he was sitting under a tree and an apple hit him on the head and he goes, aha, gravity. We have been living under that thought of gravity, that belief that gravity is everything. And that's known as Newtonian physics. And it's a very narrow way of believing about how things work. 
Newtonian physics say the atom is the smallest thing. Now, the next area that developed from the atom is called quantum physics. And it came up with the, the, the wild idea that atoms are made of even smaller particles, energies that can affect things. And this, this, was, this was just wild to think about that. Now, let me go back again to that cell. It's made up of atoms. What is the atom made up? It's made up of so many smaller and smaller particles that actually quantum physics hasn't even gotten to the point of describing it. And so what we've got is things that are breaking down into smaller and smaller particles that are all energy. Well, our friend Albert Einstein said that E equals mc squared. And I know for the general population, that's sort of meaningless. We use it all the time. We throw it out there and say, well, you know, that just proves everything is energy. How does it prove everything is energy? Well, the E in E equals mc squared means energy. The M means matter. And the C is another word for light or energy. You take twice the amount of light to connect with matter, that solid thing that we think is our body, to create energy. They, the matter, our bodies, is not independent of the energy. Thus, We are all affected by energy, and everything is energy. And I'll go right back to the beginning of the show, how our beliefs affect ourselves, because beliefs are energy, and our cells are energy. The body, our body is both matter and light. Our biological functions, our day-to-day, our breathing, our walking, our swallowing, our eating, all function or malfunction as a result from energetic communications or signatures. And I'll take a very brief, although it is very difficult for me to take this briefly, a little brief little travel down the pharmaceutical road. This is why pharmaceuticals, manufactured drugs, can affect our bodies so badly. Even something as natural as an estrogen affects Every cell in our bodies, because every single cell in our bodies, yes, men and women, have estrogen receptors. And thus, we have, by taking a pharmaceutical, disrupted the communications, the proper 
communications of our natural estrogens to the artificial estrogen. You cannot target any single thing with a drug because that drug, that pharmaceutical, that energy goes everywhere in the body. When we come back from the break, I will have uh, gotten off my pharmaceutical soapbox and we will be talking about how this energy affects the cells. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Hi, this is Dr. Marianne Chase, and thanks for sticking with me. We are talking about our beliefs and how it can affect our biology. And uh, before I get back into that, I just a little reminder that you can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So uh, do that. I'd love to hear from you. So we've been talking about energy and how it is everything and how our cells really only recognize energy signatures. It doesn't look at the shape of molecules. It looks at the energy. 
Have you ever been walking down the street and you just get that feeling that somebody's following you? Or have you ever had the situation that you knew somebody was going to call you? A lot of times that's been called intuition. But one of the things that it can be called is vibes. (laughs) You know the old song, good vibes? Well, that's energy. Yes, that's energy. And we have good vibrations and we have bad vibrations. So that brings us to thought. What is thought? It is energy. And just think for a little bit about how your thoughts can activate or inhibit a cell's function as in it is producing particular proteins via the mechanism of construction or destruction. And it's doing so by interference. We already know that people that are able to think positively about anything and everything tend to appear to lead healthier lives. And so it really comes down to thinking positive. But if you've been following me on this show, you know that is almost impossible to think positive all the time when you have negative beliefs, when you have been programmed. As we know now, our cells are like a computer chip, and they can be programmed. And that program, that belief, has been in that cell sometimes before we were born. That brings me to the, the idea that the human brain can learn perceptions, as in beliefs, indirectly. And it is accepted as truth because it goes into the subconscious directly. And we know our subconscious what is called the parasympathetic nervous system, is strictly only a stimulus-response playback device. We now know that the human brain can learn perceptions indirectly even as early as two weeks from conception. Yes, that human brain is already developing, not as the brain that we know it now, but as those cells that will eventually become the human brain as once that child is born. And it is receiving 
energetic perceptions, even as early as two weeks post-conception. And maybe even earlier. For all we know, those perceptions, those beliefs, might be being instilled into that cell that we call the egg, or that cell, half cell, as it were, that we call the sperm. I would like to say it does, but again, that's just my opinion. So what perception, what belief was instilled in us in utero is considered truth. And and let's just take, for example, what if that mother who is pregnant and doesn't want to be, doesn't want that child, might even be hating that child. Those beliefs, that perception is being instilled in that fetus as I am not wanted, I am hated. Folks, that's how we gather some of our beliefs early, early, early on. We start gathering beliefs once we're born. We gather them and gather them and gather them. Up until about age six, where our brains are in that energetic level that's called, well, you know, that that escapes me. It's not important what it's called. It's just at an energetic level that all signals, all emotions, all energy is coming in, and it's not filtered because our logical brain just hasn't quite yet kicked in. We are in our subconscious. That subconscious, that parasympathetic nervous system, which causes our fight or flight reactions to everything. It can be, just just take for example, a snake. When I said the word snake, some of you may have just, just creeped out. Some of you may have said, ooh, snakes, I like snakes. And it's not because you are different people. Yes, it is. You are different people. But your beliefs are different about the snake. A person that was creeped out by the snake has that belief that the snake is deadly. The person that loved thinking about the snake, believes that the snake is a beautiful object. But the one that was creeped out, that stress hormone, that cortisol, that fight or flight, was already in action to get them to running away. And as we have discussed... 
it is that belief that wanting us to run away that shuts down the immune system, which is not needed to run away. It shuts it down, and therefore, if you are shutting down your immune system every day by a belief that might have been instilled as a fetus, let's just take that as an example that I don't deserve to live. Eventually, that belief, which is in every single cell of your body, which is energy, will start shutting down the body and causing it to not live. It comes down to, well, let's, let's think about another perception, a belief. A person can believe that a pill will work. And the medical establishment has long, long, long known about the placebo effect. They can give a sugar pill to a person. That person believing that they are getting the medication actually will get better. And this happens not with just pills, but it can also happen with actual physical surgery. There have been researches done with people that thought they got knee surgery, but they only got some scars placed on their knees through surgery, and they got better. Where they had to use a cane to walk before, they could play basketball, but they did not have that knee surgery. That's the placebo effect. How about there is another effect? It's called the nocebo effect. There are many, many, many stories and and, uh, things that let us know that a person's mind will do all sorts of things. There was this man convinced that he would die of cancer. And the reason he was convinced is he was misdiagnosed with a particular type of cancer that at the time was considered 100% deadly. Within two weeks of being convinced that he had this cancer and the whole community around him convinced that he had the cancer, he died. No surprise, he had this horrible cancer. But folks, after the autopsy, guess what? It was a misdiagnosis. He did not have that cancer. In fact, he didn't have anything to reveal there was a cancer in his body. No reason to have died. He just died because he was convinced. He believed he was going to die from this cancer that actually did not exist. If stories like that don't convince you (laughs) that our beliefs affect our bodies, then, well, what can I say? Other than, it's time for a break. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Are you struggling with loss in your life? Whether it's grief, personal healing, or serious life changes that you are dealing with, tune in to Voices for Healing with host Kathy Roberts. Everything that happens to us teaches us and gives us hope and possibility. Kathy and her guest experts will bring you the tools that you need to start the healing process. There are so many ways to transform loss. Where can we take you? Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you have cancer, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. While many medical professionals can give us some of the answers, there are many more unanswered questions that can't always be answered to our satisfaction. Listen for Cancer Concepts and Compliments with Dr. James Belanger. We'll discuss the tests, the compromised immune system, how cancer grows, and what natural medicines could be added to conventional therapies that may help keep it at bay. Cancer Concepts and Compliments airs live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. And we have been talking about the biology behind belief. And uh, I just before the break, I told a quick story about a gentleman who was diagnosed with, was considered a, an extremely deadly cancer, and he died. Unfortunately, he did not die from that cancer. In fact, he did not die from cancer at all. He died because of his belief that he was going to die. So what's up with that? Let me put it out there that a belief can cause you to live in fear. And I have discussed before, There, we have a choice. We can live in love or we can live in the opposite, which is fear. And what happens when we live in fear is that we close down in a protection response. And so that brings up what is fear but the loss of life. And the loss of life is we are programmed in our deepest, deepest, deepest programming to live. That is our main response. Every living creature, every living thing has automatic protection to continue to live. 
even down to the seed of a plant, has those automatic things to keep it alive so that when planted, it will continue to live. And the fear response, the fight or flight response, puts us into a protection mode so that we will continue to live. I've seen, I've heard analogies that if you were in a jungle somewhere and you had, you were very sick, but you heard a lion outside the jungle, uh, your hut, growling away, you know what? Your immune system that's fighting the illness will stop fighting that illness so that you can run. You close down everything that is not needed in a protection response. And folks, the immune system takes a lot of energy. A lot more energy in the immune system is needed to run the immune system, which is running all the time, everywhere, in every cell, in all of our bodies. It takes a lot of time to run that immune system, our energy to run that immune system, a lot less than running and climbing a tree. And so it shuts down the growth. The, the cells will stop dividing for that time. And guess what? When your cells stop dividing, they stop replacing themselves. Because it's more important to stay alive than it is to reproduce. And by growing, you slowly start dying. Anything that does not grow is dying. In order to thrive, then we need to, and in order to continue to grow. And folks, yeah, I I can hear it right now. I'm an adult. I'm as tall as I'm going to be. Hopefully you're not wide too. I have stopped growing. In fact, I stopped growing if I was a woman eight, when I was 18 years old. I'm not talking about that kind of growth. Because, you know, these cells that are forming all of our organs have to reproduce themselves. They have to continue to grow and reproduce. And I believe it's every three years our body completely replaces itself. And so if we are not growing, we're not thriving. So we need to actively eliminate the stressors and actively seek joy, love, and peace. Because we know by now it's useless to argue consciously with just positive thinking with our subconscious, that part of our mind 
and our beliefs that is out there telling us, "Uh, you don't deserve to live, or meh, I can't be loved. It's useless to argue with that. But the good news is, since we know that everything is energy and our beliefs are energy, what we might say are good vibes or bad vibes, we know that we can change it through energy. Which brings me full circle back to energy medicine. And that is how energies can be changed. Whether you choose to use the healing codes, my favorite modality of healing, or you choose to use chakras, you choose to use yoga, qigong, you choose to use tapping or EFT, there are many, many ways that you can go about using energy healing. Find a way that targets those unhealthy beliefs. That's why I have chosen the healing codes to target those unhealthy beliefs. Simply because the healing codes do just that, target those unhealthy beliefs. In the healing codes, we look at unhealthy beliefs. We look at forgiveness We look at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, trust, humility, and self-control. We have discovered that these are the 12 categories where people's lives are majorly affected. And once you can start correcting these unhealthy beliefs, the things that you were born with, the things that were passed down to you cellularly because of the energy of belief. Those things can be changed. And in changing the beliefs, you can change the expression of the proteins of your body, which changes the expression and the way your cells function. It's all very interesting to 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 me. You know, I I'm thank you for letting me express my geekiness. And also the spirituality of our beliefs. It's a wonderful thing our bodies It is a collection of cells, which is a collection of atoms, which is a collection of quarks, which is a collection of energy. We were created by the creator in the image of the creator, or if you prefer, of the universe, which is energy. And we need to learn to go back to that positive energy of our Creator and of the universe. So, folks, until next week, guard your heart, 
because from all things come the heart. Until then, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you.